afternoon, Elmira Baptist Church. This is Elmira and You, a podcast for the members and the friends of Elmira Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Thursday, August 25th, 2022, and you probably have wondered where I have been. I have wondered also <laughs> sometimes. As I mentioned earlier, I'm planning to do this podcast once a week, and yes, I missed last week's podcast. There was some difficulty, and I just didn't post it. But I'm here today and I have some news for you. I have some quotes for I have a quote for you. I have a devotional for you. You know, I was thinking recently as I was sitting in my office and the train went by and I ran out to the new building because it was open. Uh, there's some people working there today and went into that building and boy, that train noise is still loud. We're going to have some more insulation. We're going to have some insulation installed that will help with the noise and I'm sure it'll get better, but I thought we should embrace this image of the train running so close to the church building so that when we meet to worship, we can hear the train whenever it goes by. This is what I thought. This is where we're going to go with this. We're going to call Elmira Baptist Church the church that trains you to be a disciple. The church that trains you to be a disciple. Part of our goal is not only to preach the gospel and to baptize people, but to make disciples, to teach them all things whatsoever Jesus has commanded us. So the church that trained you to be a disciple. All right, let's get to uh, today's uh, news and announcements. Theodore Roosevelt said this, I have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life. I have envied a great many people who led difficult lives and led them well. Let me read that quote to you again. I have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life. I've envied a great many people who led difficult lives and led them well. We took a break from our discussion of translation last night to look at Isaiah 28 and a little bit of chapter 29. We did that because this coming Sunday I want to preach to you about Jesus, our cornerstone. And one of the Old Testament Places where Jesus is called a cornerstone is in Isaiah 28 and verse 16. And I wish I could go verse by verse through Isaiah 28, 29, and 30, but it's not going to be possible on a Sunday morning. So we're going to pick a few key themes from those three chapters this coming Sunday morning. There's two things you can do to get ready for the message. First of all, read Isaiah 28, 29, and 30. In fact, if you can read it two or three times carefully, over the next few days, maybe once uh, each day over the next uh, couple of days, that would prepare you for the message. Secondly, if you missed last night's Bible study on Isaiah 28 and some of 29, catch up with that at Sermon Audio or perhaps on our Facebook page so that you'll be ready for Sunday's message about Jesus, our cornerstone. Last week we looked at the Lord our God, and this is another one of those messages in that series, looking at God and His impact in our lives. This is the fourth Sunday of the month, so we're going to have a time of food and fellowship following the morning worship, and following that food and fellowship, we'll have praise and testimony time. Because we will have had a praise and testimony time on Sunday afternoon. We will not 
have a five o'clock service. Please keep that in mind. I wanted to mention John Nordstrom and AAA Ministries are planning a trip to Cuba, and I found out today that WT is planning to join them. Congratulations, WT. If you are interested in going, you need to get a copy of your passport biography page to AAA Ministries by September 30th. The dates for that trip are January 30th to February 9th of 2023, and the cost is about $2,000. Remember, this is a trip that's limited to 10 people, so see, call John or call me if you'd like some more information. I'll tell you everything I know and give you contact information for John if you're interested in that trip. September 10th is a church work day. September 24th is a ladies' missionary project. That's a Saturday morning at 10.30. And then October 7th, there will be a Star Watch party. Now, it may seem like we're in a little lull in our schedule, and we are to some degree. The upcoming schedule is rather light, and the reason for that is because we are going to have a very busy October, very busy November, and a very busy December. Here's what I would like you to consider doing. Commit to getting together with someone in the month of September. And if you're a person who usually has people over, so that having a person over in September is no big deal, commit to having over two people and make one of those folks whom you will have over, make that someone that you've never had over before. You don't know them very well. This coming Sunday, take a look around you. See if there's someone you don't know and approach them about coming over. Now, you don't have to have them over to your house. Maybe you'd like to meet them at the park or take a walk with them through a particularly pretty area of town or have them out for coffee or whatever, but get together with folks. I think that that's a, a real blessing to be uh, have those opportunities. Week by week, I'm usually in somebody else's home or have someone into my home, although this particular uh, these particular months, well, have someone over. Let me talk for a minute in our devotional about the verses that you find in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul is warning the church in Corinth about false prophets and deceitful teachers. And he says in verse 3 of 2 Corinthians 11, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Notice there's subtlety in the serpent and simplicity in Christ. Subtlety versus simplicity. Then he goes on in verses 13 and 14, a little ways down the chapter. Such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Verse 14, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. That's 2 Corinthians 11 verses 3, 13, and 14. Let me begin this devotional today with a true story. I'm going to read to you, quote, Sherry began to cry. Her husband put an arm around her, pulled her close, and said, It will all be okay. It was a kind sentiment, but it was wrong. She'd lost 
her mother. She'd lost her mother not to death. She'd lost her mother to Facebook. Over a period of three years, her elderly mom went from Facebook illiterate to Facebook junkie. From a great-grandma liking photos of her great-grandkids to a full-blown QAnon conspiracy theorist posting wild articles, Sherry watched her mom transform from a godly woman who quoted the Sermon on the Mount and told her daughter to respond to bullies by killing them with kindness to an anxiety-filled propagandist warning Sherry that the end of the world was coming. Sherry tried to intervene, but failed multiple times. Now she was crying in her pastor's office. I lost my mom to Facebook. Her pastor told her, I know it's hard, but you're not alone. Your mom isn't the first person I've seen transformed by social media. There are so many, even here in our church, end quote. Now I read you that story to remind us that there are not only false prophets and deceitful teachers in religion. There are also false prophets and deceitful workers in politics. And I'm not just talking about the politicians. I'm talking about political pundits. I'm talking about social media influencers, people who are trying to push your mind in a particular direction. And so they are feeding you half-truths, maybe even truths, but that are slanted in a particular direction so they can get you to do something. And the algorithms that computers use track what you're reading. They track what you notice. They track what you engage with, and they feed you more of that in an effort to get you more engaged. There are many people out there that are trying to push you. They're trying to push your buttons. And the internet and the people who stalk the internet with stories, who push their narrative in the internet, they have figured out that fear drives engagement. They have figured out that anger drives engagement. They have figured out that worry drives engagement. So they are intentionally choosing stories that promote fear, that cause anger, that inculcate worry. Oh, don't be a victim of the social media algorithm. Don't be a victim of the internet news media algorithm. Let me give you a few suggestions to help you avoid becoming a victim. To avoid becoming a Facebook junkie or a Twitter junkie or a Truth Social junkie or a Parlor junkie or any other site or social media platform. Number one, spend more time in prayer and in your Bible than you spend in gathering the news. Spend more time in prayer and in your Bible than in gathering the news. Now, I've had to make an intentional effort at this recently, not paying so much attention to the news and spending more time in my Bible and in prayer. We can build up digital antibodies to this dangerous virus of misinformation or even true information that is slanting the narrative to build fear and to build anger and to build anxiety. We can build up these digital antibodies by knowing our Bible, by meditating on the Bible's words, so that our minds begin to think in the same patterns in which God communicates to us. Remember, God communicates to us through His Word. 
And as we memorize and meditate on His Word, as we study God's Word, as we read it over and over and over and let it saturate our souls, we build up digital antibodies to the digital virus of computer algorithms that are trying to twist our brains. Number one. Here's number two. Be aware that your brain is being harvested for information. The more time you spend online, the more information you are giving to a computer algorithm in a, that is making a concerted effort to change the way that you think. There's been studies done about how the internet, social media, our smartphones are changing, literally changing the way we think. But I mean beyond just changing in general the way we think, there are people who are pushing narratives, political narratives, historical narratives, on the right and on the left, that are intended to change the way that we think. Be aware that one of the things they're doing is they're harvesting your brain for information. Every click you make, every advertisement you click on, the stories you choose to read on Facebook, the way you engage online is all being recorded somewhere. The type of post that you make is all being recorded somewhere. Be aware of that. Be very careful about where you go online and what you look at online. Number three, number three, be intentional when you have interactions online. Be intentional when you have interactions online to walk in the spirit. Ask yourself if your online interactions are exhibiting love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Ask yourself that. Ask if what you are consuming online is leading you closer to God, giving you a greater love for Him, a greater desire to serve Him, or if what you're consuming online is leading you away from God and dulling your appetite for Scripture. Be intentional about your interactions online. You may be kind and friendly to the person standing beside you at church and an absolute monster in your posts online or your comments to a story online, those two responses should be the same. I should walk in the Spirit when I'm talking to someone face-to-face, -face, and I should walk in the Spirit and respond similarly when I'm dealing with someone online. That was number three. Number four, whenever you find yourself anxious, worried, angry, furious even, unsettled, Get away from the source of your angst, the source of your trouble, and get closer to God. That's why I had to take a step back from the news. Not that I quit reading entirely, but I found myself just consuming news and getting more and more bothered. God does not want me to be filled with care. He says, be careful, full of care for nothing, but in everything. By prayer, make your requests known unto God. Yes, I butchered that verse. You look it up. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. God doesn't want us to be anxious and worried and unsettled. So whenever you find yourself in that state, go back to God and leave behind whatever is unsettling you. 
That's number four. Number five, spend time with people in real life. We call it IRL, in real life. Listen, we don't need to spend so much time online when we spend time with people in real life. Take someone out. Meet someone at the park. Go for a long walk with someone. Have someone over to your home. If nothing else, pick up the phone and make a, an encouraging phone call. But we spend, many people spend way too much time online and not enough time meeting people in real life, which is why I encouraged you earlier to have somebody over, to get together with somebody in the month of September. Finally, number six, meditate on God's Word. Learn to think in the patterns, the same patterns that God communicates to us in. Saturate your soul with Scripture. Let that be your meditation. Psalm 19 verse 14 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Be intentional about meditating on Scripture. This has been Elmira and you for Thursday, August 25th, 2022. You can join us this Sunday, 9.45 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, We'll have an afternoon praise and testimony time after our food and fellowship. You can also meet us on Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. We have a Bible study and set aside time to pray at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. Join me next week on Thursday for another edition of Elmira and You. And be intentional on your, in your online interactions.